When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You are now tuned in to the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast, where we talk about all things related to life, culture, mental health, and what that means to us, especially as it relates to our faith. Um, So I am your host, Dr. Shonda. I am a licensed clinical psychologist slash content creator slash podcaster slash speaker, uh, a whole lot of things. Y'all know I like to dibble and dabble in a lot of different things um, simply because I enjoy helping people. So I'm excited for that. So y'all, while I am here, it is my first time going live on TikTok, which I think is hilarious um, because for the longest time, I could not figure out how to do that. Um, But I'm here. So if y'all are listening to the podcast, make sure you guys find your girl on TikTok. Um, I'm also live on YouTube. What's up, y'all? Thanks for joining in the podcast on TikTok. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Um, so yeah, so make sure y'all find me on YouTube as well. So as I previously stated, you're now tuned into the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast. Y'all know we drop every single Wednesday. So that means that if you were listening to this, you made it to the middle of the week. So literally, like you are an overcomer. You made it through Monday and Tuesday. Now we only have half of the week to get through. So I'm excited for that. If you guys have any dope plans, anything you guys want to share, make sure that you're um, choosing to um, go into my DM and submitting that. So, y'all, we have a very special episode today. So, today's topic is uh, pre-recorded, and so I'll actually be uploading that a little bit later. Uh, So, if you have questions about the last podcast, last week's podcast that I uploaded regarding toxic relationships, how to overcome toxic relationships, how to identify if you're in a toxic relationship, and even looking at ways that you can uh, fix a toxic relationship, end the toxic relationship, set boundaries in toxic relationships, then that episode, then this episode is for you. So I certainly want you to go ahead. I certainly want you to. So I'll ask you guys um, from TikTok. I'll ask you guys to join a little bit later, but I'm getting through these segments real quick. Um, Okay. So thanks for coming in, y'all. Keep going. Keep going. So on TikTok, y'all, we got about 200 people joining in. I really should do this more often. Y'all, y'all lit on here. I like it. I like it. All right. (laughs) So, so we're going to go ahead into the topic today. So again, we are discussing ways in which we can overcome toxic relationships. So if you're interested in listening to that topic, if you're listening to the audio version of this, all you got to do is keep listening. If you're watching on YouTube, all you have to do is wait until around 8 p.m. tonight and we'll have that uploaded. And if you're watching on TikTok, all you have to do is find the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever else you listen to podcasts in order to hear that full episode. All right, y'all. So before we hop into the topic, I need y'all to go and find our podcast. If you haven't found it yet on Apple and Spotify, make sure that you find it. Make sure that you are following the podcast, follow the show, rate and subscribe, you know, do all of that. Because when you rate it, it really helps your girl with the uh, visibility and all those great things. And it helps with, you know, the dollars. So if y'all are not a hater, uh, make sure that you go ahead and give me a five-star rating. Um, In addition to that... Uh, If you guys haven't saw already, I have dropped my Amazon store, right? So my Amazon store is now live, my Amazon storefront. You guys can click the link in the show notes in the podcast, or if you're on TikTok, you can click the link in my bio and you can find it there. 
So if you're interested in like my book recommendations, y'all know I like to serve books and looks. So <laughs> if you're interested in book recommendations, if you're interested in um, understanding different ways of uh, psychology occurs and like different theories by black psychologists and black psychiatrists, then I'm going to need you to go ahead and find my Amazon store. If you're interested in like nail recommendations, beauty recommendations, um, clothes, all those great things, then go ahead and find that in my store as well. So again, if you're on TikTok, go ahead and make sure that you share this live with as many people as possible. We're hopping right into the hot off the press segment. So if you're new to the show, the hot off the press segment is essentially where we're talking about moments in pop culture and really digging into what that means in terms of psychology. I always say that psychology is all around us, but it all depends on how you are uh, viewing it, how you're interpreting it. And so we're going to hop into it. So if y'all haven't heard, if you've been living under a rock, uh, then you've been kind of keeping up with this love and hip-hop fiasco so basically erica minna who's been a long-standing member of the loving hip-hop cast uh for about 10 years now i want to say about 10 years she's been a love and hip-hop cast member so she has actually been fired as a result of racial slurs that she has said to one of her castmates uh spice calling spice a monkey so there have been the so many different things that people have um, thought about pertaining to this specific topic, whether or not she was wrong, whether or not it was racist, people questioning, and I'm hearing like other black people even questioning like, okay, you know, what does it mean if she calls her a monkey? Or, you know, if somebody talks about my child, if they go low, I'm going lower. So, you know, nothing's off the table. Um, while I don't understand that type of rhetoric, I guess I'm just a different type of person. I'm going to dive into why it is wrong for us to even acknowledge things like that or, or say things like that. And granted, if you're a basic human being with basic morals, I'm sure you know that it's already wrong, but why it's racist. So we're just going to dig into why it is racist to call a black person a monkey. And so we're going to hop right into that. All right, so when looking at, and make sure y'all are sending a uh, little gifts. Thanks y'all for coming in and out. I really appreciate it, whether you're at work or whatever. Uh, I really appreciate it on TikTok. So, so really going into it. So again, Erica Mena was fired. She got into an argument with Spice. Um, as a result, Love and Hip Hop still aired the show, even though they ended up firing her later, which is a whole nother issue. And, you know, now she's at this point where she's apologizing. So why is the internet split on whether or not whether or not she was called a racist and why, or she was called a monkey and why it was racist, right? So why is the internet split? Because a lot of times people really don't do a deep dive into history and really understanding, okay, how some of these notions are rooted back to the transatlantic slave trade. So I'm going to give you a few reasons as to why, uh, you know, I know Erica Mena said this wasn't, you know, I wasn't being racist, blah, blah, blah. But we have to keep in mind, like, that when you call a black person a monkey, it is racist. One of the reasons why it is racist to call a black person a monkey is again due to the transatlantic slave trade so in terms of the origins of anti-blackness in america uh, pertaining to racism things of that nature uh, black americans were forcibly brought to from africa to america to justify this brutal and inhumane system european colonizers and slave owners employed various strategies to dehumanize black people including comparing them to monkeys so this is not uh or comparing them to animals including monkeys so this is not a new concept this is not something that is is new to us in terms of the type of racism that we experience right this dates all the way back to the transatlantic slave trade we have always been dehumanized in this country so when someone calls us a 
monkey. When somebody calls me a monkey, I know that that has racial implications, whether you want to admit it or not, whether it's an unconscious, unconscious bias or whether it was uh, at directly, you wanted to directly be racist. It is racist. Point blank, period. So, um, Erica, if you're still confused about that, contact me, girl. We can have you on the show and have this conversation. Um, In terms of another reason why it is racist to call a black person a monkey. Again, I shouldn't hear no more questions like, is it racist? Is it not racist? She wasn't being racist. No, I'm clarifying this for y'all. Because of scientific racism. Number two, scientific racism. So, in the 18th and 19th centuries, the so-called scientific theories were developed to rationalize the enslavement of Africans and the discrimination against black people. Pseudoscientists falsely claimed that black people were cognitively and biologically inferior to their black counterparts and y'all if you've been following the podcast if you've been following my page for any length of time then you should know this is something that I talk about even as we're talking about scientific racism in the field of psychology in the very early years of psychology there were plenty of pseudoscientists plenty of uh, quote-unquote psychologists who developed theories that were associated that were based on racist rhetoric that reinforced the notions that black people were not human that black people were basically animalistic that we were again cognitively and biologically inferior to our white counterparts and that's one of the reasons why um dr terman who was the creator of cognitive assessments a lot of his work was debunked because of the theories that he had so again it is not new to compare black people to animals especially monkeys because white people been doing it for years so we really have to be mindful of when we are attempting to justify a name calling like this i'm getting a few questions so y'all um i'm definitely going to hop into the chat to answer any questions that y'all have all right so next reason why it is racist to call a black woman a black person in general uh some sort of monkey or any type of animal so because of the characters and racist imagery right so during the era of slavery and beyond characters and racist imagery were widely used in pop culture to reinforce negative stereotypes of black people these depictions often portray black individuals as subhuman or as wild animals, monkeys, uh, and reinforcing degrading and dehumanizing narratives. So y'all, uh, three points on why it is racist to call a black person a monkey. It is 2023. I can't believe I have to sit here and explain this, but here we are. Um, so I really want us to really stop trying to rationalize this concept of like, oh, she wasn't being racist. She was just... When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. You know, coming at home girl for coming at her son. Like, it doesn't matter. You can say, you know, we can verbally fight. We can verbally argue. But only one person went that low. Only one person said racist rhetoric. So, you know, I, I need us to be mindful of that type of stuff. So as a result, I hope y'all got all of that information. So if anybody comes to you and asks you, you know, what you think about it, you can kind of literally go through my points and explain why it's racist. Um, but as a result of what was going on, Erica Mena was fired to from the Love and Hip Hop franchise. Now, whether or not I believe this was... So two things can be true at the same time, right? So one, I do believe it was necessary because, again, you can say anything you want out of your mouth, but you're going to get consequences, right? And so that was the consequence that she was... The, the hand that she was dealt with. And two, I also believe it was performative, right? I don't believe that Love and Hip Hop 
in general. I don't believe that uh, MTV or whoever is airing it or Viacom, I don't think that they care about black people that much to fire a castmate. I think that it was the outrage of the people on social media that actually, um, you know, caused her to, to lose her job. And granted, while I do think that consequences are necessary, I do think that we need to hold love and hip hop, uh, Mona Scott Young. I think we need to hold all of them accountable because at the end of the day, if you really felt like she should have been fired, why was it aired? Why was it aired in the first place? Because think about it. Like, like as a black woman, that could have been, tri that's triggering for us, right? As a black, as Spice, like who was being called a monkey on national TV. I'm sure that was traumatizing for her to have to watch that and relive it on TV. So why air it in the first place? So I do believe her getting fired was performative. And also I do believe that it was necessary. Again, uh, duality. Um, but in terms of Erica Mena getting fired a few days ago, or I want to say like a few hours ago, as in like the, within the 21 hours of that, of we've been um, on this podcast, she recently issued an apology. And so she basically was saying, you know, I'm apologetic. Uh, you know, I wasn't being racist. And we kind of already debunked that at the beginning of this podcast. Um, she was saying, I deeply regret my insensitive comment and wanted to humbly apologize to anybody I hurt or offended by my thoughtlessness uh, choice words was wrong, adding that she takes full responsibility for what she said. Girl, tell us that your publicist uh, wrote this without telling us that your publicist wrote this. This sounds very much generated, but who am I to judge? Um, I am committed to listening to the voices of the affected and will work toward making amends. She continued as a woman of color. So this is what she's saying. As a woman of color, and we know she's um, Hispanic, and the mother of two black children, I want to make it clear that my use of words was not in any way racially driven. Girl, bye, number one. Number two, I really need y'all, when y'all say things about black people, especially black women, I really need y'all to stop trying to highlight your proximity to blackness in order to justify, like, oh, I can't be racist. Uh, I have black children, or I have a black boyfriend. Like, it, it's 2023. Why are we still saying things like this? That's like saying, I can't be racist. My neighbor's black. Like, come on, y'all. The proximity to blackness does not make you any less racist. Because you're attracted to a black person doesn't mean that you're any less racist. Because you've had a baby by a black person person doesn't mean that you're any less racist right so that's why I really think that and maybe she's just not aware of this um as many people aren't I think that there's a lot of work that should be done though internally for her to really uh do the do the work right do the work Erica and really start to uncover some of those unconscious biases that she has uh related to herself especially if you're going to raise your black children in America I wish I had my uh, soundboard here because I would have dropped a bomb right there. If you're raising black children in America, it is your responsibility to undo all of the, the racist rhetoric, the things that have been internalized uh, within yourself and within what reinforcing in what your family may have said, what you've heard in your own neighborhoods regarding black people, because you, you don't know how you could be imposing those same types of racist rhetoric and internalized uh, racism that you have onto your children, onto your black children, causing them harm, right? Causing them psychological harm. So if you're really going to be a parent to black children there, it, it's, it's more than just, you know, being a parent, taking them to school, blah, blah, blah. You have a responsibility to, to instill racial pride in that person and you can't do it if you're calling another black woman a monkey um so that's my little soapbox thank you for coming to my ted talk all right so when it comes to um in addition to that when it comes to the overall love and hip-hop franchise i do believe that there were 
comments made from other castmates regarding her statements. Um, I'm not 100% sure like where everybody lies, but I do believe that, you know, Spice is um, feeling justified, I guess, feeling justified in her getting fired or whatever. Um, but I'll come back to you guys with some updates on that. But that is our hot off the press segment today. Uh, it was fun doing this live on TikTok. So if you guys have any questions on TikTok, let me know. Let me know. Um, I can't see any. I, look, so I'm used to Instagram. It's usually like a little question box here. I, this this is confusing, y'all. This is my first time going live. So bear with me, y'all. I'm, I'm a part of the older generation on TikTok. Uh, so, all right. So we're going to go ahead and end the audio podcast here. Um, again, if you're listening, make sure that you continue to listen to learn how to navigate toxic relationships. All right, y'all. Uh, before I get into today's topic, we have a brown girl grinding who actually sent us this little Jersey dress. Y'all remember Jersey dresses from the early thousands. Come on. Don't act like y'all don't remember them. Uh, but Brown Girl Grinding sent us this jersey dress and it's so cute. I actually posted it on my Instagram and TikTok page. So if you guys are interested in getting that, make sure that you hit up Lauren, my girl Lauren at TMZ from, uh, who has her own platform at um, Brown Girl Grinding. And she's also from Delaware. So shout out to the Delaware baddies. Uh, so yeah. So um, we're going to, we're actually not going to have a hot off the press segment today. I'm going to hop into part two because I've been getting so much feedback from last week's episode about toxic relationships, what that looks like and how we can, what do we do after we identify that a relationship is toxic? So I want to jump straight into that information. Today is going to be a little bit more condensed, uh, but I just want to get those points out there. So I want you to, uh, you know, take notes, write them in your phone or a tablet if you need to, but Last week, we identified ways to identify uh, that a relationship is toxic. And when we said toxic, we meant harmful or detrimental to one's mental or emotional well-being or physical, a mental, emotional or physical or spiritual well-being. So we're identifying toxic relationships. And we said that we can identify toxic relationships by uh, some... By feeling drained after, excuse me, feeling drained after spending time with that person, feeling like you have to walk on eggshells around them, feeling like they are always putting you down, feeling like they are never happy for your accomplishments. And one last one that I actually forgot to mention last week is feeling like the relationship is one-sided, right? So all of these are signs of identifying a toxic or harmful friendship are things that we actually, this ain't, this ain't things that we just pulling out of the air. This is actually based on research from the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships. And y'all know, like I said, when I say I do research, I'm not saying like, oh, I just looked on Google. No. Uh, Beloved is a psychologist. So I look at peer reviewed articles. I'm looking at actual studies that people have done. So we're finding, so I'm providing you guys empirical information uh, that has been obtained after doing studies on a population of people. Um, okay, so y'all ready for part two? So now we're talking about what to do next. I've identified that some of these relationships are toxic, Dr. Shonda, so now what do I do? So this is probably one of the most difficult things um, when dealing with toxic relationships because when we're talking about People don't just, you know, allow people to be harmful to them or detrimental to them in relationships. It usually is because there's some level of loyalty to that person, some level of longevity or feeling as though, you know, I can't move on from this relationship. 
So when, when we're going through these things, I don't want y'all to think that we're just like invalidating your experience. No, we very much recognize that these might be relationships that you've been in. These might be friendships that you've had since childhood. So, so it might feel very difficult and uncomfortable for you to hear this information. But first things first, the first step is to identify uh, identify whether or not this relationship is toxic. And we just reviewed ways in which that an individual can identify um, ways that their relationship is toxic. So we're not gonna spend too much time there because we already highlighted that in the last one. Uh, but the second step is to identify, I'm sorry, to communicate your boundaries. So after you identify the toxic, the relationship is toxic and you want to save that relationship, the next step is to start communicating your boundaries. Right. So I feel like boundaries has become another one of those buzzwords of, you know, between 2020 to 2023. We just heard a lot of narcissism, gaslighting, uh, trauma bonding, like all these things were like buzzwords in the community, in the, the TikTok social media community. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, it's really important for us to identify that like boundaries are still very much important. Right. So even though it has been like kind of. Uh, hmm. What's the word I'm looking for? It has been appropriated by mainstream media. It is also very much important for us to implement it into our daily lives. That's the word I'm looking for, appropriated. Yes. Okay. So it's important for us to communicate our healthy boundaries. So according to another journal, because y'all know I'm a consumer of research, beloved. Uh, so another journal also reinforce the importance of us communicating our boundaries, especially in relationships that we find harmful. When these boundaries are not communicated, then we are essentially allowing people to treat us any way that we like or any way that they like, right? Because our feelings ain't got nothing to do with it. So any way that that person wants to treat us, they're entitled to do that if we are not setting our boundaries. That is why it is our responsibility to set boundaries with people, right? And so one of the ways that we do this is to uh, be direct, clear, and specific about what behaviors you will and won't tolerate. So be direct, clear, and specific about the types of behaviors that you will not tolerate from that person, right? So an example of this might include saying something like, I'm not comfortable with the way that you talk to me sometimes, and I need you to be more respectful if we're going to continue our friendship. I am not comfortable with the way you talk to me sometimes, and it, I need you to be respectful if I'm going to continue with this relationship. And if you're feeling really funky, I would probably encourage you to identify what respectful even means, right? Because it's, it's easy to go into these relationships and have these hard conversations like, you know, being respectful or disrespected or whatever, and not really identify what respectful behavior looks like or what disrespect has looked like. Because it might be, you know, this person might just be that type of person where they treat all their friends this way, and they might not even recognize that what they're doing to you is harmful. So you identifying the disrespectful behavior, you're clearly laying out to them what you don't appreciate that way when if they do it again you know like this isn't necessarily a matter of them not understanding what your boundary is but more so them disrespecting what your boundary is and so that is why it's important for us to be clear direct and specific when communicating our boundaries when uh, attempting to to uh, salvage uh, toxic relationships all right so next so we have to know and understand when it's time to end the friendship. So yes, we, we wanna save the friendship, we want to set boundaries, but what happens if that same person keeps pushing on my boundaries? 
Beloved, it might be time for you to further assess, is this relationship worth staying in? Now, it's up to you, right? So I'm, you know, I'm not your psychologist, so I can't say, even if I was a psychologist, I wouldn't say, you know, you need to end this relationship with this person today. I would not say that, because we have free will, right? There are some people who might be able to function in harmful relationships. They might be harmed, but they don't see value in walking away from that relationship yet. Right? They might not see the value yet in walking away from that relationship. But if you find that there is value in you protecting your, your uh, emotional health, spiritual health, even in physical health in, in some circumstances, if that is worth more than this friendship, it might be worth ending. So when thinking about ending friendships with individuals who you deem as toxic, if the friend is unwilling or unable to respect your boundaries, so that means you already said it, it was clear, it was direct, it was specific, and they keep pushing on those boundaries. And if the friendship continues to be emotionally draining despite your efforts, it might be time to consider ending that relationship. So some people have said that ending relationships have been difficult or they feel as though they're not equipped with learning how to function outside of that relationship. But we have to keep in mind, when ending any sort of relationship, we are very much going through a grieving process. So what you're going through in terms of feeling lonely, uh, feeling lost, it's not abnormal. People can go through the process of grief even when ending relationships with friends. It doesn't necessarily have to be death that causes grief. People grieve uh, when they're going through a divorce. People can grieve going through separations. You can grieve ending a toxic relationship. Right, so even though it's very much difficult, it does not necessarily mean that this is just specific to you. This is something that's very common when ending a relationship, but we have to keep in mind that you know, it's, it is important to prioritize our own health. And we just said that being in toxic relationships not only impacts someone, can impact someone emotionally uh, because it, it can exacerbate depressive and anxiety symptoms, but it can also impact your overall life satisfaction. You start to see life through a negative lens when you continue to function in toxic relationships. You start to see, see people in other relationships who aren't even harmful to you through negative lenses because you are in a toxic relationship. That is how uh, you know, negative and detrimental uh, toxic relationships are. It can significantly impact how you see yourself, other people, and the world. And lastly, when ending a friendship, our toxic friendship, it's important to be honest, direct, and compassionate, and to avoid blaming or attacking the other person. So if you are going the route of ending the toxic friendship, the toxic relationship, keep in mind that we don't end relationships by being blameful, being, you know, attacking, you know, you did this, you did X, Y, and Z, why? Because it's, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to resolve anything. And that's just going to lead to, to conflict, right? It's only going to lead to maybe an argument. So you don't have to say like the you statements. You can use the I statements. I, and, you know, I teach my clients religiously. We use I statements when communicating difficult information. We, we say we bust the you's. We do not use you because using the word you is blameful. And when communicating this information, not only do we want to be unblameful, but we want to communicate it in a respectful way. Just because someone might disrespect you, it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to be disrespectful when ending the relationship. 
So I hope that information was helpful. That was part two of how to end toxic relationships. If this was helpful, I need y'all to post this into your stories, whether it was on TikTok, Instagram, or whatever else, Facebook, whatever. Um, put that in your stories and let me know how it has, has blessed you. Um, let me know your additional questions and make sure that y'all are sending me questions through our text community because I enjoy uh, reading and commenting on our questions. Y'all make sure y'all hit up Brown Girl Grinding. Like again, they sent this, you know, cute little jersey dress that I had a chance to post on my um, Instagram story and on my Instagram page. And so, yeah, y'all, it's Women's History Month. <laughs> and don't forget, you have the power to create the emotions that you want to experience. God bless. Tune in next Wednesday. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.